0: Brought to you by Pumpkin Spice Soda. It is Foggy Jack's 61 Days of Halloween. Hello everybody, my name is Foggy Jack, and I'm the Shock Bazaar Mental Mentalist, and the host of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Now, let's head on down to the Pumpkin Patch for more... Little Witch and Jack O'Lantern Written by Reddit user head of Spectre All right to the owner Does anyone else remember Little Witch and Jack O'Lantern? It's kinda an obscure show. Most of the people I've mentioned it to have never heard of it and I can't find a shred of information about it online but I know that it existed. I remember it so vividly. For the uninitiated, which I assume to be most of you, The show aired sometime in the mid-80s, it must have been sometime around 1987. I'd compare it to stuff like Polka Dot Door, The Big Comfy Couch or Pee Wee's Playhouse although this show had a distinct Halloween aesthetic to it. Despite that, it didn't just play around Halloween. Episodes aired all throughout the year on one of the local channels in my hometown. The main character was this young witch named Melanie. She was about 7 or 8 and was always dressed in a purple and gold dress with striped stockings and a typical witch's hat. She was the only character in the show who was completely played in live action. I think they switched out her actress once or twice during the run of the series because I remember a couple of different faces playing the role but the outfit was always the same and the little witch was always named Melanie. It's been so long though that I don't entirely remember. Anyways. Melanie lived in the castle of the great Jack O' Lantern, the most powerful wizard in the world and naturally he had a Jack O' Lantern for a head. I'm sure that part was explained in the show, but I don't remember what the explanation was. I think he accidentally cursed himself or something like that. Jack was played by a guy in a big red robe that trailed behind him. The pumpkin that made up his head was animated so that the grinning face carved into it would move and emote as he spoke. The animation wasn't great but it did the job well enough for a kid's show. Jack had this deep, booming voice that echoed like thunder and I remember that it used to scare the hell out of me when I was a little kid. I both loved and feared Jack. Whenever he came on screen, he absolutely stole the show and it's the parts with him that I remember the most. As an adult, I'd probably recognize it as a Vincent Price impersonation but as a kid I didn't know any better. The rest of the characters didn't stand out as much and I have to admit that they kinda blur together in my mind. I know that there was a talking skull on the wall named Harry Bones, a bat would fly in from time to time, usually to sing a song, Melanie had a black cat that was played by a puppet but I can't remember anything about it and one of the bookshelves talked. I don't remember the name of the bookshelf but I remember that the running gag with him was that he was allergic to dust and he'd always sneeze. Now when this bookshelf sneezed, it was an event. The books went flying off of him, usually hitting poor Melanie and she'd have to clean them up while the bookshelf just sat there and said in his deep, sad voice, Sorry Melanie. Anyways, the series didn't have much of an overarching plot. The basic setup was that Melanie lived in Jack's castle so that she could grow up to be a great spellcaster just like him. She always wanted to try new, more powerful spells and was confident that she could master them quickly and impress Jack. Most of the time she'd screw it up and Jack had to come in and fix it. All he had to do was wave his magic wand and everything was back to normal. Then he would sit Melanie down and they'd get to my favorite part of the show. The dialogue wasn't always the same, I don't think, but I remember it went something like this. A fine effort you've made little witch but remember that there's magic in the world in places you'd never suspect. Then he would take a book off of the bookshelf and sit down in his armchair. He'd open it and the inside of the book would be another screen that would play a clip. The clip would always be different from episode to episode and tied into whatever spell Melanie had tried to cast. The one I remember most was from the episode where Melanie tried to conjure a banquet from nothing and the clip talked about how farmers raise animals for the food we eat. They showed a little bit on the production of eggs, milk and even showed some kids about Melanie's age petting barnyard animals. Then there was another episode where Melanie had tried to use a spell to stop the rain so she could go outside and play. She'd caused a flood instead, it was all about the water cycle and how important it was. The clips were all like that, focusing on the mundane science that made our world work the way it did. At the end of the clip Jack O' Lantern would close his book. He'd look right at the audience, his glowing pumpkin mouth grinning wide across his face and he'd say. Always remember. There's everyday magic in places you would never expect. Then he'd laugh that eerie Vincent Price laugh he had and Melanie would wave goodbye to the camera before the episode ended. I was absolutely crazy about this show when I was 5 or 6. Every evening from Monday to Friday at 4 o'clock to 4.15 p.m. my butt was parked in front of the TV to watch Melanie and Jack's latest adventure. Nowadays I can only remember bits and pieces of it. I'm sure that if I ever found it again, I'd see things that have escaped my memory completely or find out that I misremembered half of it. There is one thing about Little Witch and Jack O' Lantern I'm quite sure I'll never forget though and that would be the bedtime story hotline. It wasn't technically part of the show itself but every now and then I'd see it advertised during commercial breaks. The commercials always started with a flash of lightning, illuminating the shadow of jack O'Lantern. His face would light up and he'd lean in close to the camera. Good evening little witches and wizards. Do you seek to discern the mysteries of the unknown? Do you aspire to attain mastery over mystery? Call Melanie and I he'd list off the number that flashed on the screen. And we shall regale you with tales of the unreal and of the everyday magic hiding in the most unlikely of places. There's a new tale every day along with posters and stickers to adorn your magical lair. The commercial would then cut to Melanie sitting in the library of Jack's castle and she'd say. A portion of the proceeds from your $2.35 two-minute call will go towards the education of kids like you and me. Then Jack would rise from behind the chair she sat in, his grinning face glowing in the dim light. Ask your parents permission before you call. We look forward to hearing from you. With that, Jack would let loose his sinister cackle and the number would flash on the screen along with text that I was too young to read. I presume it was just the details of the service for the benefit of the parents. As soon as they started airing those commercials, I absolutely had to call that number. I was just a kid at the time and as far as I knew I'd just been handed the chance to talk to the real Jack and the real Melanie. I recall fantasizing about actually visiting Jack's castle and becoming a great and powerful wizard just like him. Maybe I could even be on the show just like Melanie. All I needed to do was call and talk to Jack. My parents were good enough not to dash my hopes so after a minimal amount of pleading they let me call the number. I can remember the swell of excitement in my chest when at bedtime a few nights after I'd first seen the commercial, my dad poked his head into my room and said, Hey there, Logan. Would you like to give Jack and Melanie a call before you hit the sack, kiddo? In my elation I don't remember exactly what I said in response but I'm sure the condensed version of it would be, yes. I watched as my dad dialed the number that I already knew off by heart and when he handed me the phone. I couldn't physically hold in my excitement. I remember barely being able to hold still as I said. Hi Jack. Hi. 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 Hello there young spellcaster. Jack's voice replied. It was probably just a recording but I was too young to know that and too young to care. Hi Jack. I'm so glad you've called to talk with Melanie and I this evening. Hello. Melanie's voice chimed in. We've had quite a productive day. Jack continued. I think you'd be impressed with just how far Melanie has come with her magical skills. I found the perfect spell to clean the dust out of that old library so that Mr. Bookcase's allergies wouldn't be so bad. He was so grateful. Then Jack showed me how to prepare a great banquet using only my magic. And a splendid banquet it was. You truly are a prodigy in the making little witch but remember not to lose your appreciation for the everyday magic all around us. Of course not, Jack. Although after such a big dinner, I'm a little bit tired. The hour has grown quite late. I'm sure our friend is weary as well. Let us all retire for the evening. Please do call us again tomorrow. Your company is always welcomed in my castle, fellow spellcaster. Pleasant dreams. The short message ended but my excitement didn't go down at all. I was still ready to bounce off the walls. Even if I hadn't been able to say a word, Jack had still called me a fellow spellcaster and that was without a doubt one of the crowning achievements I'd gotten in my five years of life. As pumped up as I was, I was eager to hit the sack just so I could call them again tomorrow. Maybe I'd get to tell them about my day, that time maybe they'd even invite me to go to the castle. None of that was ever actually going to ever pan out but I was still at the age where I could believe it would and that was almost as good as it actually happening. The next night, my parents let me call Jack and Melanie again. It went about the same as it had the night before. The story was different this time, as Melanie talked about how she'd been working on a spell that could change the weather and had instead caused a hurricane inside of Jack's library. Even the greatest spellcasters make a mistake from time to time. Growth comes from practice, little witch. Jack had said. Just remember not to lose your appreciation for the everyday magic all around us. Of course not, Jack. Although after such a busy day, I'm a little bit tired. The hour has grown quite late. I'm sure our friend is weary as well. Let us all retire for the evening. Please do call us again tomorrow. Your company is always welcomed in my castle, fellow Spellcaster. Pleasant dreams. Hearing the same closing line a second time was no less exciting than it had been the night before and before I went to bed, I begged my parents to let me call again. They told me that I could, so long as I stayed on my best behavior and that was a promise I was determined to uphold. Calling Jack and Melanie became part of my routine. Every night. The calls would be more or less the same only with a different story. Every night my parents would dial the number, bring me to my phone and leave me to my own devices as I listened to the message. I don't think the stories ever repeated either, or if they did I never noticed it. I was too blinded by my excitement to be talking to the real Jack and Melanie. Then things changed. My mom had come into my room, holding the phone as she finished dialing the number. Have a nice chat. She said with a knowing smile as I sat in bed and waited for the sound of Jack's voice. Hello there young spellcaster. Jack said. The same intro he always had. Hi Jack. I replied. I'm so glad you've called to talk with Melanie and I this evening. Usually Melanie's voice would chime in with a hello. However this time, she was silent. Unfortunately our little witch has had to retire quite early today. I suppose it's for the best. Working with children can be ever so trying. I don't suppose you'd know much about that, would you? Regardless, one can only handle so much disaster before it inevitably becomes frustrating. After her latest catastrophe I decided it would be best to carve up her face just like mine. Such a procedure requires a long, sometimes eternal slumber afterwards and so our little witch has been sent to this rest. But not to worry. I shall find another. The hour has grown quite late. I'm sure that you are quite weary, as am I let us both retire for the evening. Please do call me again tomorrow. Your company is always welcomed in my castle, fellow spellcaster. Pleasant dreams." The line went dead and I sat by the phone, silent and unsure of what to make of what i just heard. Jack had never once hurt Melanie in the show. He had always been a kind and understanding teacher. More than that, he was her friend. He wanted to help Melanie, not hurt her. I wondered if perhaps Melanie had done something bad. My parents never quite subscribed to the belief that a smack upside the head was the best way to raise a child but I had friends in school whose parents were a little more old fashioned. I knew that some kids got spanked or slapped if they were being bad. I'd never imagined that Jack would treat Melanie that way, though. When my mom came to take the phone, I didn't say anything to her. I just gave it up and let myself be tucked in. The fact that I was quieter than usual didn't slip by her. What's wrong sweetheart? Didn't you like the story? I didn't. I said. Jack isn't mean as he. He wouldn't hurt Melanie, right? My mom went quiet. No. She finally said. No, of course not. Jack is a good wizard. He doesn't hurt people. What happened in the story? He was really mad at Melanie and he said she had to go to bed early. That was about as much as I'd been able to understand from what Jack had said. What exactly he'd meant when he'd said he'd carved Melanie's face up had gone over my head. I'm sure that if my mom had known about that part, she wouldn't have taken what I'd said so well. The subtle relief on her face set my own troubled mind at ease. If she didn't see anything wrong, then what did I have to worry about? Well, Jack is kinda like Melanie's dad, isn't he? She asked. When people misbehave we have to show them that what they did was wrong. If an adult does a bad thing, then there are things that can happen to them to try and make sure they don't do those things again.